Hello and welcome back to another episode of Simming Stories. I'm your host, Claire Oldham-West. Welcome back everyone. It's September. My goodness, the time has literally just flown by. August was a lovely month, a time to catch up with some friends and family and not have to think about doing the podcast or being on social media, just to take a, a step back. But I've also been working towards my new business for my hypnotherapy and coaching practice and I've literally, within the last week, I've literally found an office to rent, so I've been also looking at that new contract. The opportunity came up and I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to go for it. I'm going to go for it, secure this space and then I'm going to be able to really focus. And, and when you're at home working, anybody that's working from home will know that when you've got a busy household with, with people coming and going, we know with, with, with children still at school, it can be quite distracting. So this is going to be my space to just write, create, do posts and this will also be an ideal space to do my Zoom calls with my hypnotherapy and coaching clients because it'll be really quiet. It's definitely a change and it just feels like everything's coming together and it's only two years. I'm nearly going to be hitting my two-year anniversary so next month nearly two years of the podcast and we're soon to hit 50,000 individual downloads so that's so exciting and yeah I'm stepping up and I'm just carving out this space for me to be able to do exactly what I need to do when I need to do it without any any restrictions without any any dishes calling to be washed from the kitchen or without having to be on demand to cook meals it will literally be my own space I'm so excited so excited and I've been I've been doodling I've been doing lots of arty things over summer and I'm looking at creating some affirmation cards. So this is kind of just a start of getting some colours down on paper, seeing what I think looks good. And, and it's also a great thing to do if you're somebody that's really focused on the weight loss and fitness. Rather than like reaching out for whatever's in the cupboard, taking up a hobby, whether that's, you know, like knitting or crocheting or something crafty, whatever you're busy with your hands, you're not having to feed your face with food. So it's a great, it's a great thing to do. And I'm not really one for watching like loads of TV. So for me, just, you know, doodling, getting some nice watercolours together, something that's not too messy. I'm not sitting there with my oils and stuff, you know, going on Procreate and things like that. Just just having some time just to be creative. And I've, yeah, I've had a really nice, a really nice summer, but I'm so pleased to be back. And I've got some great guests that are booked in for interviews. And I've also been recording some new guests just this week. So we've got the last the last quarter of the year and it's, yeah, it's autumn. And I just love, you know, autumn, the autonomous colours and that cosiness and just getting ready for Christmas. I hope you're all doing well. I hope you had a great time this summer. So today's episode is a republished episode of Steve Lodge. And it's a great episode. You know, it touches on everything, a bit about weight loss and then fitness and mental health. It's all in there. And I know that you'll be inspired and just take something from this episode and, and see how you can apply this to your journey and where you're at at this moment. You know, I know a lot of guests listen to the episodes in the gym and I really think that this will just help and motivate you through the, the last quarter of the year. I mean, I can't, I still can't believe how fast this year has gone or is it just me? It just seems to really gone so fast and we definitely need some inspiration just to keep us ticking along so is introducing Steve Lodge to his episode of Slimming Story. Enjoy. 
There's nothing out there that we as humans aren't capable of doing. It's just having a little bit of belief in ourselves that we can actually do it. Yeah. Um, and that took me a long time to to get to that point where, you know, I, I believe that I could do anything that I wanted to do. Uh, and, you know, and that's, that's where I'm at with kind of the accepting of where I am now with my fitness and my body shape and everything else, you know, it's, I can achieve anything I want. You know, if I set my mind to doing something, I know that I'll either do my best to accomplish it or I will absolutely smash it. And, and that's where I'm at, rather than having any negativity about it, the fact that I'm not going to be able to do this. Um, so, yeah, so men, I think mentally rather than physically, it's, the change is it's huge. And it's, it's finding that point, I think everybody gets that point, where, you know, the, the mental side of things takes over, you know what? I can, I can achieve this now. This is, this is the goal. I've set myself and I'm going to achieve it. Hello, welcome back to another episode of Slimming Stories. I'm your host, Claire Oldham West. I hope you're all well. I hope you're all ready for the shops tomorrow. And I'm not going to get too political. Um, all that I would say is just, you know, apply common sense. Just because the government say you need to be doing X, Y and Z doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be doing that and following the leader. And we'll just leave it there, shall we? We'll just leave it there. Today's guest is a lovely guy, a lovely inspirational guy that has been really honest about sharing his story with Slimming and with his mental health. I just want to give a bit of a trigger warning that we do go into depth regarding mental health and we do touch on suicidal thoughts. So so if that's something that hits home a little too much, maybe you're around somebody who's going through those same struggles and you're not really in a in a place to receive this, then I just wanted to give you a heads up on that. But what I do want to say is Steve has been so brave and so honest and open in taking time to spend with me to record this podcast interview. It really, really is. And for anybody that is open, and especially a guy, just to sit there and go into depth regarding how his mental health has been, and also the journey out of those really dark times Steve has lost an amazing amount of weight with Slimming World and he's actually a consultant too. So there's just so much goodness in this episode. I can't begin to tell you. I really can't begin to tell you. And I'm not going to say any more. I'm not going to give you any spoiler alerts. But what I would say is that this weekend, Steve, along with his friends from Slimming World, have attempted to do many steps. It was supposed to be part of a climb up Snowdon. If you remember Amy's episode, she's also a Slimming World consultant that's looking to take part. But because of lockdown, they've done like a virtual Snowden step climb. I'm not sure what it's actually called. That sounds rubbish. I should re-record that, but I'm not going to do. That's what they did. <laughs> so they did the steps, they raised money. And I've seen from his Instagram account that they've raised a lot of money, which is fantastic. If you would like to support Steve... In his efforts with taking those steps and raising awareness for mind, you can find Steve's Instagram account at Steve underscore achieve. And there's links on there and you'll be able to see how you can contribute to this fantastic, fantastic charity and organisation that I've had lots of dealings with. I used to do referrals for counselling and for people that was waiting to see a psychiatrist at hospital. And what always amazed me when I started to work with clients there was the time, the length of time that it had taken for these people to actually receive professional help. Um, and that is really, it's really something, isn't it? Just to consider that, you know, if you had a broken leg, 
you wouldn't sit there and wait for a phone call. You wouldn't sit there and wait for a letter, would you? You'd get the help. You'd get the help. And there's still a big gap between physical help and the help that you receive when you're struggling mentally. And I know it's difficult to talk about feelings and that sometimes, often when we are struggling, we just try to internalise that. But as Steve explains, it's really, really important just to speak to somebody, you know, speak to a friend, a colleague, a neighbour. If you don't have those people to hand, if you don't have that support system, then contact Mind and just have that conversation. Mind also do drop-in centres. Um, so if you're in a situation where you know that there'll be a waiting list, you can go into one of their drop-in centres and also a GP surgery. So if this finds you where you really relate to what Steve has to say today, then I would urge you to just not internalise it anymore, to think, right, OK, Monday's a new day tomorrow and I'm going to go to my GP, I'm going to make contact, I'm going to seek the help and I'm going to put steps in place to try and try and get the support that you really need because mental health is huge. It's huge and, you know, it's an illness. It's an illness. And what I would say is just please give yourself the kindness to know that you matter. You matter, your health matters and just to get the support that you really do need. So here's over to Steve and I do, again, just want to thank him just for for being so lovely and, and open with his with his words that I know will encourage lots of people and with his weight loss 11 11 stone 11 and a half pound what an amazing achievement here we go you just want to start by telling us what your weight started at when you decided to make a change yeah sure so when i first started i was 25 stone 11 and a half pounds i imagine that to be at that weight that it took a while to get there and there were some habits that you'd grown accustomed to so so what happened to make you want to change? Basically, so um, I had a massive health scare. Um, I was at work one day. Um, I, I used to be a bingo club manager and obviously long hours, long days. So basically I started work that morning at 10 o'clock. I was working until 11 o'clock at night. During the afternoon at some point, I started getting chest pains. Thought nothing of it, thought it was just my kind of greedy behavior that <laughs> I'd eaten too much at lunchtime and it gave me a bit of indigestion. And then as the evening progressed, I had this shooting pain that I'd never experienced before it was called, and it was a, a big heart scare, so yeah. Goodness, so, I mean, I've never had any any problems with my heart, and luckily the, the family has not really had any any issues that have, have meant they've had any heart scares or any, any strokes, so I'd imagine that, you know, you've gone to work to do your normal day's duty to, to get on board and to, to call those numbers out, and, and then this happened, so how did that feel in that moment? Uh, it was it was really really surreal to be honest with you because obviously it's not what you expect to happen. It's it's getting to that weight is something that's come along over years of abusing your body basically of kind of having the wrong things go in. So you you, you feel kind of invincible, I suppose. The fact that you know yeah this is it. This is my life. I'm plodding along happily as one, and then all of a sudden bang it happens, and it's just petrifying. Petrifying is probably the the best word I could I could put out there for it. Yeah, absolutely. From the point of being at work to having this scare, did you did you have to go by ambulance or did you take yourself off to the doctors? What what happened next? Yeah, so so basically, um, as I said, I was at work. Um, I got went back down to the office where I did my main work from. The paramedics were called. The other assistant managers that I had there on site with me, they called the paramedics. They came out, 
came into the to the work into the office and I was there my shirt open and um, they attached me to an ECG machine and um, attached this ECG machine anomalies all over the place and they was, said okay so we'll we'll keep on monitoring but we're going to take you down to the hospital got me into the ambulance and then when I, when I got into the ambulance I think this is when it hit home because the sirens started going and the lights were flashing so I thought right. okay this isn't this isn't kind of any normal kind of checkup it's, uh, they need to get me there as quickly as possible mm. so yes yeah, so that was kind of that that process of in my own head kind of finding out where I was and, and how I felt and you know and that's where I was so petrified to what was going to happen next yeah goodness and having this extra weight is this a conversation that you had with a doctor at the time of this incident and when everything had calmed down what happened from leaving work to point where you knew that you needed to to make a change because the information that you was hearing was 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 not great so basically i got down to the hospital was still attached to ecg machine as i was kind of put onto the um onto the ward they they put me on and again within i'd say within an hour maybe hour and a half everything just went back to normal as if nothing has ever happened my heart rate was fine, but you know the, the rhythm was fine. Everything was absolutely fine, as it, like I said, as if nothing had happened. Next day, I seen the specialist. The specialist came to see me. And we spoke about my, the weight that I was at. He said, "Look, you need to do something now. You need to change your life. You need to change your ways. You need to do it now, or the next time this will be the real thing, and it could end you." So that was that was it. And I think the biggest realization hit that I had was as I was walking out the door. He, he said, Mr. Lodge, and I, I turned around and went, I hope that I never see you again. And that that was kind of, okay, that's um, that's the moment where I was like, okay, I've got to really put on and do something now. And we're here, don't we, that it takes a lot for some people just to kind of, I don't know if it's a case of people walk along and just accept their larger bodies, with no disrespect, obviously you was morbidly obese, but something seems to trigger the guests I've had on so far to do something and it seems to be quite a harsh trigger that something's happened and then that's been that's been the turning point so with those words said to you from from your consultant did you feel like did you feel like motivated did you feel like something had clicked something had happened like a change within you that you knew that something must happen next yeah, absolutely. I mean, just just going back a point. I mean, going going back to you say about you know going around my everyday life being in the size I was. I was extremely happy with me. I was very comfortable with me and how I felt with everything. I was my life was great. I had a, a decent job. I had a nice house. You know, I was in a stable marriage. Everything was brilliant, and and my life was as it should be. The only problem was I was far too greedy, and and that's where the kind of the, the weight spiraled out of control. Moving on to the next step, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was that realisation, I think, that when he said those words to me, that, you know, I do need to do something, but because I'd always been, I'd always been the big lad, I'd never kind of, I'd always been big growing up um, through my teens, 20s, you know, not to the point where I was morbidly obese, but to the point where I was the biggest lad in a kind of a, a bunch of friends that we had. Yeah. Um, so I'd always been big, so I'd never never kind of dieted I'd never exercised really I'd, I'd done a little bits and played kind of football with mates and stuff like that but nothing really kind of uh, to the point where I, I was looking after my health and making sure that I was losing weight and staying to a weight I should be so yes yeah, so it, it was kind of I, I was a bit lost and I did not have a clue where I was going to turn to what I was going to do 
all I knew was walking out of the room that I had to do something. So that was the, the turning point. That was a turning point, right. And yeah. was Slimming World the first thing that, that came to mind or did you try anything before that? Did you try any of the shakes, any of the quick fixes that we hear about? Yeah, so, so like I said, I was kind of, I was, you know, I wasn't aware of what was out there in terms of what I could use to, to do as well. Obviously, I'd heard of kind of the bigger companies like Weight Watchers, Slimming World, um, I'd heard of calorie counting, or, or I'd heard of them, but I'd never looked into how they worked or anything like that. So I, I came out of that hospital that day, and it was just kind of a case of Google searching what's the best for me, what I'm going to get from it, you know, where, what's around the location I was living in, speaking to friends that I'd known that I'd lost weight on certain diets, and just finding out what was going to be best for me, really, to, to make the best possible choice. And at that point, did, did Slim and Will come up? Yeah, Slim World and Weight Watchers came up. So I went and found a, a Slim and World group because it was the closest one to me. And it was a time and a day that suited the, the lifestyle that I had and, and my job and everything like that. The first day I remember vividly in my head, and I'm sure that everybody listening to this has kind of been through this at some point. I walked through those doors for the first time, had a look, looked around the room, did a 360 and turned straight around and went home again. Because I was like, as soon as I walked into the room, I was like, this is not for me. I'm, I'm, I'm not going to kind of, and I suppose I had this, kind of, I, I don't want to open my soul to people that I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, but not having experienced that before, I didn't know kind of what to expect. So it, it was that initial reaction, this is not for me. So definitely, yeah, when I first, first walked in. And I think it was a, at least another week had gone by before I, I even thought of, of, of trying it again and going kind of back to the group so what I, what I did was I went back onto uh, the Slimwall website and I did a search for clubs also in the area but then it said search a little bit further away so I thought oh, you know nobody's going to know me I'm, I'm not going to know anybody within that room I'm not going to know the person running it I'm not going to know anything about that so I found a group that was probably about a good 15-20 minute drive away from where I lived and I went to that group the, the same morning as the other one that I turned around and walked out. I walked into the group and I was about to do exactly the same thing I did the previous week. I just turned around and walked back out again. But the consultant of that group was actually waiting at the doors, welcoming people into the group. So as I walked in, oh. it was kind of, I was grabbed and dragged to a seat and sat down. So I was like, okay, I'm here now. I might as well listen to what they've got to say. No getting away. No getting away this time. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they cornered me, cornered me. They so. cornered you, yeah. So your your first your first session, having been weighed, and obviously you get you get the paperwork, don't you, to, to read upon. Yeah. What was your first week like in terms of how you felt satisfied with your food? Did you feel a bit overwhelmed with everything? Did you feel a bit lost and you didn't really know what to do, or did it come natural? So I'm I'm one of these people that like to prove people wrong, and, and that, that's just kind of a, a mental attitude that, I, that I've got to kind of think uh, this is not going to work. So basically, from the fir- very first group that went in, I listened to the the new members talk that I was given, sat through the group, and I had it in my head: this is not going to work. This is not this is not for me. It won't work. But I'm going to give it a full week of where I follow it to the letter. I don't deviate from it one little bit, and I follow it perfectly. And then I'll show them next week when I come in and get weighed that, you know what, it doesn't work for me and I'll find something else to do. So that was my first week. And and I did, and I followed it to the letter to how it was supposed to do, you know, with, with how the Slim World Plan works. Followed it perfectly for the first week. And it was great, you know, and 
kind of start cooking again rather than going to the takeaway or mm. you know picking having some vegetables in my life was kind of a, a, a unique experience which was kind of good um loads of fruit and it was just kind of i suppose the the essentials that you have when you're following a, a weight loss plan so yeah that was yeah. my first week and yeah, what but, what made you think that you could prove them wrong? What was it about this plan that you'd, you'd listen? Obviously, you'd attended class, you'd listened to the talk. At what point did you think, actually, I can prove them wrong? What part of the plan made you feel that it wasn't going to work? I think it was the fact, the way that it was sold in the, that, yeah, you, you can eat all of this food and still lose weight. But what, what I didn't understand then was kind of how the food groups work, you know, with, with the amount of calories we're intaking into our bodies and stuff like that to help us get the weight loss. And I did not understand that. And so I was there thinking, you know, there's no way I can eat all that food. You're telling me I can eat everything on this plan and I'll still lose, still lose weight. So I was very, very skeptical about how it worked. And that's why I was like, you know, I, I was very kind of doubtful that it was going to work for me. So and that, that's why I was had that, you know, I will prove you wrong kind of attitude to it. Right. I've stepped on the scales. I've I've had your first week. How was that for you? Was it a, a big change? Is it? Did it surprise you? Huge, yeah, massive. I mean, I lost twelve and a half pound in my first week. Oh my um, goodness! <laughs> uh, great, yeah. So it was kind of ah, okay. Backtrack a little bit. This might work. <laughs> so, so yeah. So it was, um, it was, it was a massive shock. So to, to stand on those scales and see that number, and it was like, okay, you know, I'm going to give this a, a good go. You stuck to plan, but you, you've eaten foods that you've enjoyed and and you've been satisfied. Was that kind of a a relief for you, a wake-up call, knowing that you can do this and lose weight? Yeah, I think I think it was more of a shock than anything that actually that you know the, the way we eat is kind of you know determining how we how our bodies react to it and what results we get from from that those foods that we eat, you know. So it was more of a I suppose a learning curve all the way along. Um those first few weeks to think that you know, I, can eat, I can eat these foods and they're going to help me lose weight and they're going to make me healthier and I'm going to still be around when my kids are growing up and getting older you know so it was a yeah it was a massive huge relief so yeah it was really was brilliant and did your success continue after after those weeks or were there any any major glips along on the way did you feel that you kind of got into the flow of it did the weight come off naturally or was it was it a struggle because I know like the first week is fantastic and I'd imagine yeah. that everybody in that group was like, oh, my God, 12 and a half pounds. It's, you know, it's nearly a stone, isn't it? But how were the weeks after that? I, I talked to it like a kind of a duck to water in, in terms of how the plan worked and everything like that. And I think that first initial weight loss that I had that first week was what I needed to really stick to it. Going back to when I was with a specialist, he said I needed to lose a minimum of six stone weight. Um, so right. six stone was my initial target that I needed to lose. So I thought, you know, if I've, if I've lost 12 and a half pounds this first, you know, first week I'm going, if I continue with this, I can kind of get it off in a safe way where I'm still eating healthy, where I'm still, you know, staying full, I'm not starving myself. I'm not doing anything drastically apart from eating the right stuff. So I carried on and within my first six months of, of being a single member, I lost my six stone. And that was, uh, in that six months, I did not have a weight gain. I didn't have a maintain. It was losses each and every week. Um, you know, some weeks were more than others, but but most weeks was a steady loss every single week. So yeah, so that Gosh. that's kind of how it happened. That that must have felt fantastic, and and the change in your body, and the change in your actual size. I mean, did it take you a while to use that difference? Yeah, I, you know what? Even these these many years afterwards, I'm, I'm still 
I'm still getting used to the, the way I am now in, in regard mm. to clothing, especially. First thing I'll do when I go out to shops to, to buy clothes is I'll go to the back of the rail. First thing I, I do, even though I know that the clothes that I need are, are further forward, you know, so I yeah, don't need yeah. those bigger sizes anymore. But my, my head's tuned into the fact that this is what I need to do when I go. So th- those old habits that I had for a lifetime of when I was clothes shopping was automatically go to the back of, you know, I'm, I'm too big for any of those anyway. So they're not, I'm not going to look at those. Now it's a case of, you know, moving forward and, and find those. So it's, I'm still learning now and still getting, I suppose, into that mindset where, and accepting the size of them, I suppose, um, in, in the big way. Along with the, the healthy eating, I understand that you took up running as well, which is, like I feel like I'm saying this on every on every interview people just I don't know if it's a slimmer world thing or not but people are really opening up to to running I know that obviously the park runs closed at the moment but having been to park run for quite a number of years I, I could see the numbers myself growing and yeah. and people seem to have taken a, a natural interest into running what made you decide that this was a thing for you? During the first six months that I, I lost that first six stone, I didn't incorporate any kind of exercise whatsoever. From the first day that I first started was horrendous. I hated every single second of it, even though I was running for kind of 60 seconds. Um, but like I said, I finished that program within nine weeks. And then within 12 weeks of me starting the Coach 5K, I thought, you know what, I'm going to test myself a little bit. I've just lost this weight. Again, I, I think I felt you know, that I could do anything now, that I'd lost this much weight. I could do anything I want to. I'm going to do something really out of my comfort zone. Um, so I signed up for a 10K race. I'd only just finished running a 5K, which was hard work. Wow. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to push myself a little bit. That is great to commit to a 10K so shortly after completing the 5K. That, that's off to you. And I know that some people will do a 10K and maybe walk yeah. for most of it and then go into the runner when they feel able to do that. But having attended a, a 10K, didn't complete it at a fast time, but I know it's quite... It can be quite intense. You get like the super fit, don't you? At the beginning, you get the people dressed up. You get the people that are just walking it or just maybe representing somebody. And I was told that don't worry about your speed because the crowd will carry you. Did you get the same sense yeah. when you you did your ten k? Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, my my elder brother, he was um, he's he's always been kind of the fit one of the family that he'd always exercise. He'd always played football. You, you get one in every family, don't you? Yeah. And, um, <laughs> He was, he was that one. So he'd done uh, marathons. He, he'd run loads of things before. And he, he was kind of, you know, don't worry about how fast you go, who's in front of you. Don't kind of, you know, try and race anybody because that's not going to help you. Just just do your, your own thing. Enjoy it as much as you can. and Try and get through the best you can. You know? and if, even if you have to walk at some point, walk, you know. So it was just a case of, I think, enjoying it and being out there and actually doing it. That was the biggest kind of thing for me. Brilliant. So, Aaron, you know, you've lost your weight, you've done the 5K, you've done the 10K, and that is such an amazing accomplishment. What I've always wanted to do with my podcast is just to be open. And sometimes things happen within our lives that are unexpected and unforeseen and and can lead us to a, to a heavy heart. So if you just want to talk us through a little bit about what happened after that point. Yeah, so so probably you know not long after that, I went through some hardships in my life in regard to relationships. Um, wasn't very kind of it, it was very very the word I'm trying to find isn't there, but it it wasn't a good time. I went into a very very dark hole in regard to where I was in my life. Got to the point where I was considering um, suicide myself, 
and it, it was it was tough you know it was really really hard to I, I needed to find myself again if that makes sense yeah yeah feeling lost after being on this kind of like high and then dropping down to the point where you're having the suicidal thoughts how did you cope with that how did you cope with knowing that you'd, you'd found this this happiness within running within weight loss and then being in the position where you was finding that you couldn't cope and the the release for you was just to end it yeah it, it's really hard to look back because you know when when i think of things that the way i am now in regard to my own mental health um the way that I look at life itself, the way I look at my weight, the, the fitness that I do now. Looking back to that point, it was like, it, it's like an out-of-body experience that, that that wasn't me at that time. I look back at it um, and think, you know, that's obviously brought me to the point that I'm at now. But it was, it was as if it wasn't happening to me, if that makes, you know, maybe longer. Just looking at a person just kind of existing rather than, you know, living the life to, to how I've done up to that point. So, yes, yeah, so that was tough to, to get through that time. It was, um, it was a hard time, yeah. Definitely. And did you find that in that moment that you was able to talk to people about how you felt, did, did you feel that you had to isolate yourself because you didn't want to tell people how you felt or did you feel that you was having to protect people by just keeping things to yourself or was you in a position where you had support all the thoughts I was having it was it was inside me and, and I didn't want to let that out to anybody I kept it all to myself for a very very long time um well what seemed like a very long time it might have been only a couple of months or so but yeah it was kept up inside and I considered you know this is my only way to kind of get out of this to stop feeling like this because I, I didn't want to feel like that anymore so yeah but I, I got to the point where I had to speak to somebody, uh, a very close friend of mine. He messaged me that morning, just saying, are you okay? I think that message kind of exploded into, no, I'm not okay, help me, kind of thing. Yeah. It was, um, and, and then, you know, three hours later in Starbucks talking, it was kind of, you know, everything was out. And it was, it was as if a massive relief had been taken off my shoulders that I'd actually shared how I was feeling. And it's lovely that you had that support for you in that in that moment because I don't think a lot of people do and it's nice uh, as a guy you're able to to talk openly about that it's a privilege to to be sat and obviously recording this for my podcast there will be somebody at some point listening to this that probably has had a similar situation or they've had similar feelings and they don't really know what to do with it or they might feel a bit alien when everyone's so positive and it I think it's only when you listen to other people who've gone through similar situations that we know that there's help out there and your help came with your friend and that support which is it's it's lovely to hear so how was you in that moment had you turned to food as a comfort during that time because I'd imagine that I would did you find any comfort in yeah, food it, during that time it's very odd because when when you think of the history that I had in terms of my weight it was, would be probably the first thing that that anybody that that kind of listening is, is thinking that's what I'd go to but I went the complete opposite way I didn't eat I, you know it was very very difficult to kind of process doing anything rather than you know the, the thought of actually getting up and making something to eat or going to a takeaway was just far too much for me to even consider I'd rather just be kind of <laughs> existing there sat in, and wallowing I suppose is, is a word I'd use rather than going up and, and kind of because 
making something to eat or you know getting something to eat was was an effort which I couldn't process at the time that makes sense yeah totally understand and the fact that you I guess that you had that time where you was in control and then this thing happened was it quite a a quick shift for you to think actually I've I've come out of something there I've, I've moved it along from where I was feeling those dark thoughts and now I'm going to get straight back on track or was it a long time for you to come out of those those dark thoughts because let's not you know let's not sugarcoat this if you've experienced suicidal thoughts and if or if your mental health has been so severe that you've had those thoughts it can take it can take a while it can take help it can take you know professional help or medication there's lots of things that you yeah. may have needed to do just to just to get your life back on track never mind think about healthy eating you're completely right when when i had that conversation with my friend that i think that was it's going to help me to get through through this time so the first day and went down and just basically again um, like i had done with my friend just completely broke down and everything just spewed out of me basically about everything that was going on he then cancelled his next appointments to kind of spend some time with me to talk about things, about what was going on, because obviously the thoughts that I'd had. And then we, we kind of carried on then for you know, a couple, two, three weeks afterwards, looking at ways that he could help me in regards to what I was feeling. Uh, we talked about counselling, which later down the line, that's what I ended up doing. But one of the, one of the great things was he, he asked me if there was anything that I enjoyed doing. And the only thing that I could think of at that time was the only thing that I'd enjoyed over the kind of the, the recent times was was the running that I'd been doing. And I hadn't done that for probably 12 months because of everything that happened. I'd, I'd kind of stopped and lost my way with it. And he said, well, why don't you put your trainers and go and go for a run and see how you feel for that? Because again, obviously when I ran before, it was more of a case of I had a goal. This was my goal. It was to finish the 5K. Then I had yeah. a goal to finish the 10K. There was, there was a goal. There was always a reason why. It was nothing other than I needed to get to that point. Now it completely flipped. And it was, I'm going to be running now to make me feel better. And I suppose that escapism for be it 20 minutes, half an hour, 45 minutes an hour, that really helped me to kind of get balanced, I suppose, back in a way that, I, you know, that's my escape for, for this amount of time. I'm out. I'm not in the thoughts where I'm at I mean the thoughts of you know this is really hard or this is this is a great run I'm really enjoying it it you know it, it, it was a really kind of really saving grace I suppose that, that I'd run previously and that it was something that I could rely on to to help me get through you know what I was going through so I went back to to, to group and I, I went on and lost a further four stone in weight due to kind of no, probably partly the way I was feeling uh, and as well as kind of then incorporating the diet afterwards again. Running was helping me. Everything was, was coming together again and I was getting back to some kind of normality, I suppose, in, in, in how I was. What advice can you give to somebody who is in a similar situation where they don't really know how to start with their slimming because they feel dark inside? I, I think the, the only advice there that I can give that, that from my point of view is talk to somebody um, open up to somebody close to you open up to a stranger open up to anybody you possibly can you know with with the amount of help that's out there now with the likes of kind of mind and the Samaritans and you know everything like that just just seek help from somewhere once you've done that first initial 
contact with somebody. I think that's when we can then look at other avenues to, to really, you know, progress with everything that we're doing. Um, but yes, certainly, you know, speak to somebody and make yourself little little goals, you know, daily rather than kind of putting pressure on yourself that I've got to get out of this in this amount of time. Set yourself daily goals that I'm going to get through today. I'm going to have a great day. This is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to set myself those goals and just do that constantly. And before you know it, the, the days turn into weeks, the weeks turn into months. And before you know it, you, you kind of, you're feeling a lot better within yourself. And it, you know, it's a massive help. But talking is priority for me in, in regard wow. to mental health. Now that you've lost this weight and now that you're doing your running, you're no longer the unfit brother. So what does your brother think to all of this? Well, it's funny because um, he, he had a, a quite a bad injury from his running and he stopped running and he started again. He started again about, about nine months or so ago. And, and I, I kept saying, you know, I'll, I'll come out with you and we'll, we'll do a run together while you're kind of, you know, getting back to fitness and stuff. And he, he wouldn't come out with me because he knew that the, the, pace, the pace that I was running at that point was a lot faster than what he was, he was capable of doing. Wow. Um, so, yeah, so he kind of, he, yeah, it, we're kind of on a level par now, which is great. <laughs> it's nice to add that rivalry, though, after all those years, isn't it? Oh, absolutely, yeah. And, and it, it's something I never really had or experienced, you know, some because it, it always been, obviously, with the weight loss, with starting to run, so I'd always been competing against myself. So there was nobody there really to kind of match myself against, apart from strangers, but somebody I, I actually knew that, you know, was doing the same thing. So, yeah, it was really nice, really nice experience. How can you describe the changes within you physically? Because obviously you, you had the weight that you're carrying around and now you're so much slimmer and so much fitter. How do you feel as a, as a guy having had those those changes what what does it feel like to be you compared to how you was with your excess weight I know you mentioned that you was happy before but how do you feel physically just I suppose more I've got more strength in inside me to to accomplish anything you know personally thinking there's there's nothing out there that we as humans aren't capable of doing it's just having a little bit of belief in ourselves that we can actually do it yeah. Um, and that took me a long time to to get to that point where you know I, I believe that I could do anything that I wanted to do, uh, and you know, and that's that's where I'm at with kind of the accepting of where I am now with my fitness and my body shape and everything else. You know, it, it's I can achieve anything that I want. You know, if I set my mind to doing something, I know that I'll either do my best to accomplish it or I will absolutely smash it. And and that's where I'm at, rather than having any negativity about it, the fact that I'm not going to be able to do this. Um, so, mm. yeah, so men, I think mentally, rather than physically, it's, the, the change is, is huge. And it, it's it's finding that point. I think everybody gets to that point where, you know, the, the mental side of things takes over. You know what? I can I can achieve this now. This is, this is the goal. I've, I've set myself, and I'm going to achieve it. Absolutely. And I think... For a lot of people that go to swimming groups, whether they go to swimming group or not, it's never really about the food, is it? It's never really about the food. And that's ironic, no. isn't it? It's ironic. It's ironic. It really is. And, and you know, and, and like myself, I think a lot of people that do go to swimming groups, they're, they're there for a reason because over the years, habits have gotten in the way that, you know, they've, they've used it, like you said earlier on, food as a comfort. They've used it at any situation. You know, you're happy you eat, you're sad you eat, you know, you're in between you eat you know it's just that habit you get into that cycle where you've, you've got to break it really and, and learn new ways and new habits mm, definitely so in total what is your weight loss to date 
So in total, it's 11 stone, 11 and a half pound. Wow. Goodness. And that is such a such an achievement. It really is. It really, really is. And as a Slim and Will consultant, you must inspire a lot of people. Do you get more guys going to your group? I'm interested to know. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's been really good, to be fair. The, the, the guy's reaction to, to another bloke doing it as well has been really, really, it's been great to see the fact that, you know, they've actually come to my group to, you know, and they've all said that that's the reason why they've come because it's a, it's a guy doing it. And the biggest thing um, that I've found as well is that the, the ladies that join as well, their husbands are coming along as well because I think right. they've, you know, the, the, the ladies have sold it to them as the fact that, you know, it's a guy doing it. Why don't you come along and listen? So there's a lot of couples that I've got in my group as well, which is which is really great to see. Oh, that's that's lovely. I uh, I took my husband, well, he was husband-to-be at the time before I got married. Yeah. <laughs> he lost more weight than me. And I was like, no, you can go home, go back and sit on the sofa. <laughs> don't come here showing me up. But no, no that, that is brilliant. I've, I've loved listening to your story. Thank you so much for joining me today, Steve. It's, it's, it's been a pleasure. If you could give one piece of advice, what would it be? Don't put any pressure on yourself. I think just take the pressure off you completely. Do the basics to everything you're doing, and those basics will give you the results you want. Just take the pressure away. Don't feel that you have to get to a certain point in a certain amount of time. Take it away and just enjoy what you're doing. And this is just another example of how talking about mental health should never just be for one social media week of the year. You should always be talking about mental health. It should always be on the tip of your tongue. And it doesn't have to be as severe about talking to people that have suicidal thoughts. It could just be checking in with your friends, checking in with your family that you may have not seen for a long time and just seeing how they are and having to open up a conversation around, you know what, it's been a bit rough, hasn't it, around lockdown? How have you found it? And just getting that conversation started and maybe the people that you do love, your friends and your family, maybe one of those people are really, really struggling. And if you listen to this and you don't have support, if you listen to this thinking, well, it's okay for Steve, he had a, he had a great friend there that was able to help, that I just want you to know that there is support out there. There's online support, there's your GP, there's places like Mind and there's communities on Instagram so please seek out the support. Please, please seek out that support because it is there and things have changed. Things are changing, but there's a lot more work to be done. And what a great episode from Steve. Having been in a really good, healthy mindset, it was able to lose a staggering amount of weight. 11 stone, 11 and a half pounds. That is just, it is brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. And it just amazes me, the guests that I get on. <laughs> it really does. It just does. I mean, for a guy to sit there and talk about mental health the way that he has done, I'm just blown away by it all, really am. Thank you so much for joining me again today. What I would ask is wherever you listen to your podcast episodes, please hit subscribe. This would help me immensely with climbing the podcast charts. This episode is free. All the podcasts are free, but it does take a lot of time, especially... As you'll hear within this episode, there's some glitches, some technical glitches. But hey-ho, broadband, it wasn't on me, it wasn't on Steve. Broadband can do that sometimes, from time to time. Have a great week. Until next time, take care.